We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the week 17 Power Grid. I can't believe we're already in week 17 in the last show of the year. Happy New Year's Eve to everyone, um, which we're recording on New Year's Eve. John, I hope you had a good 2021 and we're looking ahead to 2022. Um, but let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, do you want to start us off with value or Vegas? I can't even host these, these <laughs> darn things. We're without Dan and we're without Phil this week, so bear with us as we, uh, for those of you that can't see the the screen and are on audio, we're going to have to, I don't know that we'll go a full hour, but we'll we'll figure this thing out. Yeah, it's uh, we got the power duo this week, not the power grid. We got uh, Dan visiting some family and, uh, and Phil had some work obligations, so Devin and I will carry you through. Who works on New Year's Eve? <laughs> yeah. Find a different job, Phil. Yeah, I, I'm with you on this. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll walk you through the week 17 slates, uh, in the kind of the, the prelude to the show, uh, we were talking about, uh, COVID and, and, um, its effects on week 17 versus week 16 looks like this week, maybe it's not such a big deal, although it's still Friday. So who knows? We have 48 hours for everything to fall apart, but, uh, let's talk about Vegas. That's where we always start the show. Um, this week, you've got uh, the Buffalo Bills at the top of the Vegas value chart. Um, they're hosting the Atlanta Falcons. This is a really a great spot for the entire uh, Buffalo Bills squad. They're 14 and a half point favorites, um, which, which also bodes well for the running game there. So we'll talk a little bit about that game. We really just have a bunch of uh, big favorites here in week 17. Tampa Bay's next in line. They're they're traveling up to play the Jets as 13-point favorites. Uh, New England is hosting Jacksonville as 15-point favorites. And then you have another double-digit favorite right there with San Francisco um, hosting Houston. Um, uh, so there's 
an interesting play there. We'll talk about at the quarterback position. And then the, uh, the last kind of uh, big team at the top there is, um, and probably the game of the week, is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, they're slated to score 28 and a half points. That's their implied team total. Um, they're hosting uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals. And um, this is a team that earlier in the year looked like Super Bowl contenders and, and as of late have not looked like much of anything. So we'll see which Cardinals team shows up. Um, but that game um, should be alongside one other game, uh, the, the highest scoring of the week. Uh, both of these games have 51-point favorites, the other one being uh, Kansas City heading up to play Joe Burrow, fresh off his 525-yard performance last week, that hopefully uh, some of you took our advice. I think we called that on the power grid last week. Um, you couldn't have gone wrong with any of their receivers. And if you had a double track, double stack, you likely finished, <clears throat> excuse me, in the top 10% of uh, GPPs last week. I know it was in the article that I wrote um, on the site as well. So um, <clears throat> a lot of a lot more um, high-scoring uh, uh, teams this week than we had last week. And we just have a bigger uh, pool because there's no Thursday game and um, there's only two primetime games for the entire week. So um, a big player pool, a lot of selections, a lot of different ways to go this week. Yeah, 14-game slate makes it a little bit challenging because we'll get into the running back and the wide receiver position. But it seems like we've been avoiding weeks where Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup were both on the same slate, and that's what we're dealing with with this week. So value is going to be a little bit challenging as we as we go through this. But uh, let's go to the quarterback position. Some key things that we're watching. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be out. Uh, Trey Lance is going to start for the 49ers. Carson Wentz looks like he's going to play, but I think that there's still some – I don't know if he's been officially cleared – Sam Ellinger would start if, if he was out. And then the one that sort of looks interesting a little bit is Lamar Jackson. So keep an eye on, keep an eye on Lamar. He practiced on Wednesday, but left practice with a noticeable limp and hasn't practiced since. So he's not practicing today either. I don't think he's going to go, but he might Tyler Huntley would get the start. He was activated off of the, the COVID list. Um, so John, I'll start with you, and I'll take the I'll start with the running back position. But where are we going at quarterback? Is it just Trey Lance, and we need the savings, and let's move on? I think so. I think for cash, <clears throat> that's the way you want to go. Uh, this team's got a twenty eight point implied team total. Uh, Trey Lance can run a little bit, so you you've got that that uh, that floor building potential with uh, on his legs, and then you know he's got uh, he's got some talent there with George Kittle and Debo, and even Brandon Ayuk's got some nice hands, and he's forty eight hundred. And on a week where we don't have a lot of value elsewhere, I think that's where I'm going to go in in cash. Agreed, agreed. Um, at GPPs, it gets a little bit interesting because there's a number of different ways you can go this week, and I think a. I think Trey Lance is going to be incredibly popular. I have him at about 22%. I think Roto Grinders has him at about 17%. It'll be interesting to see where he gets um, gets this week. But you could really get different if you paid up for some of these top-end quarterbacks in, in Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. And I think the guy that I like this week is Patrick Mahomes more than Josh Allen. I think that he has a big a bigger upside going up against going up against the Cincinnati Cincinnati um, Bengals defense. I think that this game could shoot out 
Um, but it's a, it's a defense that, you know, they, they've allowed, they allowed over a thousand yards to Jimmy Garoppolo, Josh Johnson, and Mike white earlier this season, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes can certainly take advantage of this defense. And we've seen what Joe Burrow can do on the other side. So I, I, I do like Mahomes. He gets Tyree kill back. I believe it's looking like he's going to be back. And then Travis Kelsey is, um, is going to return as well. So Mahomes is the the guy that I'm spending up. If I'm going down, I'm probably looking at a guy. It's it's tough because you know Trey Lance is just staring you at the face at 4,800 and sort of just skews everything. So you need a quarterback with pretty significant upside. You could look at Ryan Tannehill against his former team in Miami, and probably not going there. I'm going back to Baltimore and I'm looking at Tyler Huntley. Um, I like the rushing upside. He had two rushing touchdowns in his last start. If there's a guy who's potentially going to have that ceiling game that could offset the Trey Lance ceiling game, I I think it's Tyler Huntley. Baltimore's pass defense is absolutely horrendous. And it's, it's a stackable game because you could, you could come back with, you could have Mark Andrews and you can have Cooper cup um in, in those in those rosters so i'm looking at those three but john where am i missing well i mean i i, I kind of like the paying up to be contrarian this week from a game strategy perspective and um i'm never i'm never gonna say uh patrick mahomes isn't uh gpp material so uh i think the call is is, is fine there uh the nice thing about playing patrick mahomes is you pretty much know where the ball is going to go as well uh you've got Tyreek and Travis and, and really a, a, a big drop off to everybody else on that squad. So, um, you know, the, the issue with playing them is where you're going to go at the other positions. But again, that's the that's the advantage is that you're going to be unique by doing so. Um, I like uh, I like a few players this week. Um, I like the quarterback on the other side of that. Uh, the question is, how popular is Joe Burrow going to get? Um, he. He obviously showed us his upside last week, and uh, we talked about him on the show, as I uh, discussed already. Um, we're going to talk about him again. I mean, the guy is is uh, red hot right now. He's got uh, a bevy of receivers there, and uh, you can take your pick, and they all come out pretty high in my model um, as of Friday. Um, maybe on the lower ends or, you know, in the 5K range, 5 to 6K range, two quarterbacks I kind of like this week. Um, the first – and probably the one I like more is Mac Jones. Um, in his uh, last two starts, or two out of his last three starts, he's had 300 yards passing uh, and a pair of touchdowns in each. And he's uh, he's only 5,300 this week. And he gets the uh, the tastiest matchup that he's had in some time in the form of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I could easily see him throwing here for 300. Um, the only caveat is that they could run. For 300 as well, but that's why we're recommending for GPP and not necessarily uh, uh, a cash game. The other player, and I'm curious what you think of um, of uh, Derek Carr this week. Um, he's, you know, he's got upside. He, he's he's got 380, uh, 340, 370. Um, he's got that type of upside uh, this season, and um, he's in a game this week against a, a pretty good defense in Indianapolis. And I think that's going to keep people off of him, but the, uh, the game script is right. And they, um, 
um, the, you know, they're, they're seven point underdogs. And, and the reason that he comes out high for me. And again, if you watch the show at least twice in your, in your life, you know, that a lot of my quarterback exposure is driven by the, uh, the players who catch the ball and um, pretty much all of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders um, receivers come out uh, as good GPP material this week. So um, for that reason, Derek Carr uh, will come up high for me. Um, and he's going to be very, very low rostered simply because people are afraid of that Indianapolis Colts defense. I think if Darren Waller plays, um, I'm more interested. I know he was added to the COVID list yesterday. So that that's a little concerning. I I, I just don't know that he, Carr has the upside for me. Um, but he's going to be less than 2% owned, so... Matthew Stafford, I think, is the other name that I we, we should strongly consider here at 7,100. Had a poor game last week. I think a lot of people were on him. He was certainly one of the more popular plays. Baltimore's defense, I mean, they, they, they're allowing the most passing yards in the NFL. Um, they're without several top starters at, at corner, seemingly almost across their entire defense. So I think Stafford, um, particularly if he wanted to play Cooper Cup, is an easy stack there. Okay, let's jump into running backs here. A um, couple things to watch. I, I think that this could be an area that value value really comes about here in the next couple of 48 hours or so. Uh, Antonio Gibson was added to the COVID list about an hour ago, so we're recording on Friday morning. Um, James Connor looks extremely questionable slash doubtful, which could make Chase Edmonds a solid play. And then it looks James Robinson is out for the year. So Dar Dario Ogunbowale uh, will get the start in Jacksonville. And then it looks like Eli Mitchell may return. Uh, he's still questionable, but it looks promising for him at the running back position. So, I'll just go ahead and start. And I, I think this week it starts with Ronald Jones against the Jets. I, I think I've talked about it seemingly every week for the last, I don't know how long, but play, play running backs against the Jets. They're allowing the most rushing touchdowns, the most fantasy points to running backs. Ronald Jones looked good last week. He didn't look great, but the touches were there. He looked good. 20, 20 carries, and then he added two receptions against a Carolina defense that is significantly better than the Jets. If he can get 20, 22 touches against the Jets at, what is his price? 6,300, I think he's an incredible value. Um, I'll save I'll save a running back that I really want to discuss here in a, in a, in a little bit. But I'm going down, I'm looking at Jarrett Patterson uh, going up against this Philly defense, I need value. And at 4,800, Patterson has looked good. If Antonio Gibson is out, I think that he's an interesting, certainly to get 12 to 15 carries, hopefully more. Uh, this is a guy at Buff back at Buffalo that uh, basically set a ton of records in college. He's averaging about four yards a carry but hasn't really been given that strong opportunity. So I do think that he is certainly interesting. I don't know that he's cash viable. If you need the savings, you could certainly do it. Um, and then how do we decipher a bunch of these guys? Like 
are we looking at Rex Burkhead, who had 150 yards last week? Are we looking at Dario Gunbawale? I think that he's potentially interesting against New England, but are they going to be so far behind that they're going to have to throw the ball? Um, I don't know. Chase Edmonds certainly becomes a cash game play if James Conner is out, but this is a tough, tough position. Yeah, it, it is a it is a tough position this week. Um, I, I think I'm staying away of Rex Burkhead. That was a that was a career day for him. Um, his price has jumped, uh, and he's not going to have um, a matchup like he had last week against a, a very overrated Los Angeles Chargers um, defense. Uh, the two names I'm surprised, and maybe maybe you're saving them for me, but the two names that pop. At the top of my list this week are um, Sony Michelle and David Montgomery. Um, Sony Michelle, uh, over the past four weeks, has been getting massive volume. He's only 5,800 on, on DraftKings. And over the past four weeks, he's had 24, 20, 18, and 27 carries. Uh, and, you know, a, a half a dozen catches across that same time span. Uh, not to mention uh, three games over 90 yards, two of which were 100-yard bonus games. So uh, he's only 5,800. Um, they, you know, the the matchup against Baltimore is, I guess, average. Uh, it's not bad. I don't think Baltimore has the defense they used to have, but they're, uh, you know, certainly when you get that type of volume, it's it's worth consideration for for cash games. And then the other one, I was surprised by uh, David Montgomery when he came out so high on the model this week, but. Uh, looking at his game logs, um, I, I must have had my head in the sand because he's been catching a yep. lot of passes. I mean, the guy, he's uh, over the past month, he's had eight catches, six, five, and seven. So they're throwing him the ball. Um, and, um, you know, if they get in the end zone or get near the end zone, he's, he's the guy that they're going to because they really don't have, um, you know, much in the, in the way of receivers these days. So uh, those are the two guys that, that kind of stand up. Um, at the top of the list for me, um, from a GPP perspective, um, the, the one player that, that stood out to me when I was looking um, before the show is um, Devin Singletary. Um, you talked about uh, Josh Allen, but Devin Singletary is, a, is an interesting GPP option this week. He's also in that 5K range, 5,400. You've got uh, the Buffalo Bills who are big home favorites. They're over two touchdown favorites. So theoretically, they should be running the ball in the second half. And if you look at the way they've been using him over the past three or four weeks, he's been kind of their bell cow guy. Uh, he had 12 carries, uh, didn't do much with him last week, but he did get into the end zone. He also had five catches for 40 yards last week. But the week prior to that, 22 carries. Uh, the week before that, he had six catches. So they're they're doing a lot with him, and I think he's going to go overlooked. I don't know what you've got him on our per percent roster this week, um, but I'm I'm guessing he probably ends up on less than ten percent. Yeah, I have him at six and a half, and Rotor Grinders has him at nine point one, so yeah, yeah, both so. under ten percent. And I've got him um, just to to you know tie a bow on that. I've got him as nearly twenty percent likely to reach GPP value on his salary, uh, which makes him a good play up to that twenty percent perspective. Yeah, so the one guy, I do agree that David Montgomery and Sony Michelle are going to be, I, I think along with Ronald Jones, are going to be the three most popular plays and certainly um, are the guys that are cash viable. I want to talk a little bit about Jonathan Taylor. 
disappointed last week, although disappointed is relative because he had over 100 yards um, against Arizona on Christmas night. But going up, going up against uh, a Las Vegas defense that has sort of been hit or miss um, when it comes to defending the run. So Nick Chubb did have a, a pretty good game a couple weeks ago against his defense. He's going to be popular. Um, are we playing? I, I, I guess we should lump these guys together, whether it's Cup and Taylor. Are we playing either one of these guys? Uh, it's going to be tough outside of cash games. Um, you know, I've got Jonathan Taylor is 15% um, likely to achieve GPP value, which is actually pretty good given he's got a, a $9,000 salary. Um, <clears throat> I don't hate the play. I think I'll probably be somewhere in that area in terms of my exposure. Um, but I think if, if you're going to, if you're going to go one way or the other, I suspect you're not going to get both of those guys into your cash game lineups. Um, if you've got to make a, a, a selection or a choice, um, Cooper Cup's 9,500, if I'm not mistaken, right? That's right. Yeah, so I, I save the 500. I go with Jonathan Taylor um, as a home favorites um, against a, a Vegas defense that's susceptible to the run. Um, I think he's the better play of the two. Uh, for cash games, I think for tournaments, um, you know they're 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 very similar in terms of the likelihood to to reach GPP value. Um, for me, um, I I think I'm probably going with uh, Jonathan Taylor uh, in tournaments as well, simply because um, I think Cooper Cup has just gotten so incredibly popular. I don't know where you've got him in terms of projected roster ship, but is he hitting twenty yet? I have him eighteen point two. Yeah. And Roto Grinders has him at 15. So I, you know, with these top end players, we do see there, we see value open up throughout the week. We see guys that are late scratches or, or, you know, these numbers don't have whether Jarrett Patterson is going to get any love or not. I don't know, but um, the, these late injuries or COVID issues, these numbers typically rise throughout the week. So it wouldn't surprise me if both of these guys get over 20% when it's all said and done. Yeah. Um, I think maybe one more running back for me for, for tournament plays, tournament consideration. <clears throat> and I think you'll, uh, you know, listeners will see that um, I'm, I'm going to be talking about a, basically a, a game stack. So as you talk about Jonathan Taylor, um, I really like uh, a Las Vegas um, Indianapolis game stack this week. I think that game has uh, sneaky shootout potential despite only a 45 uh, point Vegas total. Um, I think you can get uh, Derek Carr with Josh Jacobs, who I want to talk about, as well as one of the receivers. And, you know, there are a couple that come out high for me. Um, both Zay Jones and Hunter Renfro come out as being uh, decent GPP um, prospects. So I think you can do a Las Vegas team stack and run it back with, with Jonathan Taylor and hope for that to hit. Um, I do like, um, uh, excuse me, uh, Josh Jacobs this week. You know, this is a, another guy that's largely a bell cow um, running back. He's had 18, 14, 22, 24, 14 dating back over the past five weeks. And he catches a lot of passes out of the backfield as well. Uh, he's had uh, five, two, nine, five, and three catches over the past five weeks. Um, if, if Derek Carr connects with him, um, for a touchdown, you're obviously, you're double dipping there. 
And uh, he comes out as, as fairly high um, on my model this week. So uh, don't sleep on Josh Jacobs, especially if he's going to go under-owned, which I suspect he will. Uh, one more name. If, if Jordan Howard was somehow to scratch, I think Boston Scott becomes incredibly popular. Um, he's only at like 4.6K. Miles Sanders is also out for this game. So if Boston Scott, you know, he's not the best running, running back, but he's a good he's a good goal line running back. I, yeah. I, I've been surprised at, at, how, at how efficient he's been for how small of a guy he's, he is at, in, in the red zone. So yeah, he gets, um, he gets through there. And uh, I, I want to make sure that I underscore a call you made earlier. I think Chase Edmonds becomes an excellent play this week um, in probably all formats yeah. <laughs> if James Conner is inactive. Yeah, so it sounds like for cash, I think we're, we're generally aligned that it, it's it's Ronald Jones, it's David Montgomery, it's Sony Michelle, and then potentially – um, Chase Edmonds, if James Conner misses, you could throw, you, you could certainly go ch- on the cheaper end with um, Jarrett Patterson, although it's probably more risky, more of a GPP play. And then it sounds like John likes Josh Jacobs. Jonathan Taylor, you know, we'll see. I, I think he's a fine GPP play. I don't know that you need to play him in cash. Um, and I think that pretty much sums up the running back position. Let's jump into wide receivers. So a couple things to, to monitor um, as we as we go forward this week. Um, the the Buccaneers wide receivers are still going to be all sorts of all sorts of banged up. It seems like Antonio Brown is likely going to be the chalk once again um, at 6100. I don't think that they raised this price nearly enough for the production that we saw last week at 10 catches for 101 yards and really even before he was out or suspended or ankle injuries, he's had eight or more targets in each of his last four games with catching seven or more passes in each of those. So with no Godwin, no Evans at 6,100, I think that that's simply a misprice. I think that he's, he's going to be, 25 percent rostered probably in a gbp that may be too high i don't know but i i'm certainly going there because it seems like he i don't know what his odds to reach value are but they have to be pretty high they're 43 percent. i would have thought it would have been higher to be honest um you know we talked about the jets and we talked about how bad they are in every facet of, of of defense I don't mind taking Ronald Jones and Antonio Brown once again this week. The other guy, breakout game last week, A.J. Brown going up against uh, Miami this week. Looked tremendous after really not – we weren't sure if he was going to play last week, but this offense looks completely different with A.J. Brown in the lineup compared to when, um, when he's not. 11 catches for 145 yards and a touchdown. Of course, it wouldn't be A.J. AJ Brown if he wasn't added to the injury report midweek. He was added um, with a calf injury um, late yesterday. So something to monitor um, as we head into this week. And then I don't know if there's any other news that's that's relevant. Allen Robinson comes back. He might be interesting um at 3.8k he's going to be popular i have no idea why um this guy's been absolutely terrible this season 
Um, but John, I'll start with you. Where are we going in cash? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Antonio Brown is your free square this week. Um, I will I will toy around with with locking him in for my GPPs as well. Um, I just it, it, 40 43 percent likelihood to reach GPP value is unheard of um, for a player of his caliber and in his situation with one of the one of the greatest or the greatest quarterback of all time, depending on your your own uh, stance. It's just it's too good. So Antonio Brown. Um, he's a lock for cash and potentially for GPPs. I think after that, though, it's 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 dicey at the uh, at the wide receiver position. Um, in terms of um, you know projected value, I've got a handful of guys who are in the you know we always search for three x value. Um, I've got a bunch of guys who are at like two point six, all kind of lumped together. Uh, Zay Jones, Amon Ross, St. Brown has looked good the last two weeks although that doesn't give me the warm and fuzzies to think about locking him in uh, to, to cash games. Cooper Cup is right there, Hunter Renfro. Um, you know, I, I think even Brandon Cooks has looked pretty good. Uh, they continue to get him the ball, or, or he finds a way to get open. Um, these are the guys I'll be looking at. <clears throat> um, of them, I think Zay Jones probably, um, you know, is the guy that, that – I'm not super excited about playing, but I might likely be forced to play him because of his salary. He's uh, sub 4K, and as I look for value elsewhere, I've got to scroll quite a bit. Uh, the next cheapest player who um, I won't play in cash games, but comes up as uh, you know the, the next option at that level is Laquan Treadwell. So give me Zay Jones uh, with his 24 targets over the past three weeks. Uh, basically, since Darren Waller has gone away, he's he's kind of stepped up and, and been a volume guy. Uh, I don't know that he's a great GPP play, um, simply because I don't know that he has a hundred year hundred yard threshold in him. But if he can finish with uh, five catches and fifty yards, and hey, he gets into the end zone, it's a bonus. Uh, he's definitely going to pay off that thirty nine hundred dollars salary for cash games. But you know, you you led with it at the top of the show, Devin. It's a it's a tough week uh, to find value um, and um, none of these wide receivers outside of Antonio Brown. Uh, and, you know, you can make the argument for Cooper cup, but he's so tough to jam in there, especially if you're going to go Jonathan Taylor at the running back position. So one name I think that's cash viable this week and he's a rookie, so it makes it a little bit challenging, but if you look at his production and I'm talking about Jalen Waddle, yeah. He's really almost been Antonio Brown light. He is a little bit more expensive. I think he's 6,700, which is the only drawback, but eight or more catches in each of his last four games. Um, he's top 90 yards in each of his last three. Um, scored a touchdown in two of his last three and has the best touchdown dance in, in football where he waddles like a penguin. So how can you not love this guy? Um, I'm looking there because I feel relatively safe about Miami this week, which, you know, we don't always feel safe, but Tennessee's run defense is phenomenal. It's, it's a top five run defense this year. Where you beat them is, is in the pa passing game. And I, I anticipated a decently high scoring game, kind of a sneaky game. I, I, I think that both of these teams are sort of boring. They're not really like fan favorite teams. People don't really like to play them, but I, a lot has changed my perception with 
AJ Brown being back. So I do like I do like Jalen Waddle quite a bit. Going down, I mean, this is a it's an absolute dumpster fire. I, Zay Jones is fine um, at thirty nine hundred. Laquan Treadwell is. Ugh. I don't really want to go there. I know Phil isn't here. So, Phil, I'll turn it over to you. Oh, nothing? Okay. Um, yeah, let's let's keep going about Laquan Treadwell. Um, Braxton Berrios might get some love. But, like, you're hoping – I mean, it, with any of these guys, the one name I'm not playing is Allen Robinson. Like, that is just – it's absurd that he's projected by some sites to be over 10% rostered. If I'm wrong there – shame on me, but I don't see that happening at all. I think that people are going to see some models are using historical, historical numbers. He's looked absolutely atrocious this year. So I'm not, I'm not going there. Um, For GPPs, I'm starting (laughs) with a name that is a throwback to this show. And it's Odell Beckham going up against Baltimore. I I think he's a fantastic pivot against, um, we talked about this Baltimore defense and just how horrific they are. Could they potentially double team Cooper Cup the entire game? It may not matter um, simply for how good Cup is and how bad this, this Ravens defense is. But Beckham could have a game here where going up, someone's going to have to catch the ball, catch the ball in, in um, Los Angeles. I think it could be Beckham on a deep throw. So I, I don't hate that play. I know he's going to be extremely low rostered and at 5,700, his price is a little bit higher than you would rather play him at, but that's going to lower his, his roster percentage. Christian Kirk, is another guy with no DeAndre Hopkins who's been, you know, I've been sort of a Christian Kirk hater because he's been extremely up or down and that's still sort of the case, but he does have 16 catches over his last two games. Albeit one of those games, he had seven catches for 48. The other game he had nine for 94. So he is that boomer bust type player who is priced up a little bit. So I I don't know that I'm going to go there in cash, but in a GPP, I I think that you certainly could, could look that way. And then taking one of these Cincinnati receivers seems to be the play almost every week and in trying to figure out who it's going to be two weeks ago, it was Tyler Boyd last week. It was, it was certainly T Higgins who had a monster game. I don't, I can't, ever get a read on this so i play t higgins every week and just hope that he when he hits it's going to be good but it seems like jamar chase is sort of overdue and i mean when was the last time chase had a a really big game i know he had a hundred over 100 yards last week but it seems like he has another huge game in him this season so like i said don't feel strongly about it but i think having some exposure to these Cincinnati receivers is probably a good thing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think that um, getting getting them in, especially in a game that could that could go back and forth with uh, the Chiefs, you know, doing their thing. So if you've got that uh, that stack that you talked about earlier at the top of the show with with Mahomes and Tyreek or Travis Kelsey or both, 
you most certainly need one of these uh, Cincinnati Bengal wide receivers to run it back in a, in a game stack. Um, you know, and, and just keeping with that theme, uh, T. Higgins is the guy that comes out highest for me in terms of uh, GPP values. So take that for what it's worth. Um, <clears throat> some other guys we've talked about already. Um, I like the Waddle call, by the way. I think I, I said there were a handful of players that were right in that range. He was on the bottom part of that handful, and um, but he's certainly in that same uh, <clears throat> level of discussion. So uh, he's there. Um, I mentioned also <clears throat> Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, the guys had 12, 12, 11, 11 targets in the month of December. Um, <clears throat> he's the guy they've been going to. And uh, you may see that um, with uh, DeAndre Swift coming back, uh, he's going to be popular. I, I suspect DeAndre Swift will probably catch, uh, he'll probably be in 20% of rosters. And so from that end, um, it, it could be a, a, a nice pivot away from him to Amon Ross St. Brown for tournaments. Uh, other guys on my list, you mentioned um, Braxton Berrios. Last week, he, if you follow, um, if you follow what some of the, the sharper players in the industry do every week, and I do that every Sunday, it's my first uh, thing at, at 1.30, I download what everybody, um, all the best players are playing. Um, Braxton Berrios was really sharp last week. I suspect he might be sharp again this week. Um, and he's, you know, he, he got a, a touchdown last week on a special teams uh, um, kick return. And um, his price, I think, actually went down, if I'm not mistaken. He's 3700 um, Two other names. Um, one of them is Tyler Lockett uh, going up against Detroit in that same game we just talked about, 6400 um, <clears throat> He comes off as, as being a, a pretty sharp play for me this week. He's uh, about 15% likely to reach GPP value. Um, I don't know where you have him in terms of projections, uh, uh Lockett, I have at wow, uh, 4.1%. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that makes him a really stellar GPP play when he's three or four times under owned. Um, and then the other player, and I hate I hate to talk about this player because I feel like we talk about him way too much. Um, but he, again, he's he's a guy, and that's uh, uh, Jacoby Myers. Um, he's coming out as being. Um, a pretty decent GPP option for me this week. He's got over the past two weeks since he's returned from injury he had 12 targets in week 15 and eight targets last week. Um, and um, he's, he's right in that same uh, area uh, for me in terms of likelihood to reach GPP value. And he's pretty cheap at 5,100 in a plush matchup against the Jacksonville Jags. So um, don't sleep on Jacoby Myers this week. So, yeah, I didn't. I mean, I didn't expect to hear Jacoby Myers, but looking at his his game logs, he's basically the same player as DJ Moore. And I will tell everyone stop playing DJ Moore in GPPs for the love of God. Every week he's fifteen to eighteen percent rostered, and just stop doing it. The guy's scored one touchdown since week three. So, and, and he's topped a hundred yards once this season. Now, with that said, he's probably going to have the game of his his life. But um, such is such is fantasy. Sam Darnold is going to start. It appears he's going to start at least for Carolina. Um, all right, let's jump into tight ends. Uh, this is an absolute dumpster fire. So we we've been talking about pricing 
most of the day. And DraftKings decided, hey, we're going to price everyone above $5,000 this week. Um, and normally we're bargain hunting here for the the uh, tight end position, but it's it's pretty slim pickings when it comes to under $4,000 tight ends, which is typically where we want to go. Uh, we're looking at guys... It's bad. It's 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 we're in the Cole Komet range, and I, I think he's going to be the most popular player. Ten catches over his last two games. You're hoping for eight to ten points. Uh, doesn't have a touchdown this season, which I don't love to be honest. I, certainly in a GPP, I would. Re- it seems like Jimmy Graham is more of the the red zone threat there in Chicago. So I don't know that you can play. I would play him in a GPP at fifteen percent roster percentage. I understand that he's going to be popular, but looking at a guy like a you know taking a shot on a Jared Cook or a Tyler Higby might might be a better play from a GPP game strategy if they're going to be five times less popular than than Komet. But I think Komet is going to be the relative chalk cash game play this week. Um, it wouldn't be the power grid if I wasn't talking about Mark Andrews with Tyler Huntley. Um, he's my favorite GPP play. We've seen when Huntley is in the game that Andrews gets a vast majority of the work. Um, both of the quarterbacks for Baltimore were out last week, so we didn't see it, either of them. But uh, Mark Andrews, I think, is still in, in line at 7,400 he's going to have to force you to be different. And Mark Andrews, even with Josh Johnson had eight for 125 and one. So I completely wrote him off when uh, Huntley was out, but he's topped over a hundred yards and scored a touchdown in three straight games, which is Cooper cup level with no Lamar Jackson this week. I think he is certainly underpriced at 7,400 as crazy as that sounds. Um, So that's sort of where I'm going. I'm either paying all the way up to Andrews or I'm going down to commit or, in cash, well, I'm, I'm, let me clarify. I'm going to commit in cash. I can't afford Andrews. I, I don't think there's any way you can afford a $7,400 tight end without making significant sacrifices, such as Braxton Berrios or some of these other guys. But from a GPP perspective, I'm looking at either Mark Andrews or going down to the Higby slash Jared Cook range, which I don't feel good about. Yeah, I'm with you on Komet. I think he's the play in cash games. Um, it's just tough to get around. You know, we, we, we talked about how there's no value really at the wide receiver position. Um, you know, going Komet here and, uh, and Trey Lance at your quarterback position probably gets you into that <clears throat> 6K threshold over uh, at the wide receiver position where, you know, you're going to feel better about taking Cole Komet at tight ends where you're likely not to get blasted than you would be taking maybe Zay Jones, which is a a name that doesn't make any of us comfortable um, for $500 more, no less. So, or you uh, take both and you go to Cooper cup. Komet's the only way you could get a cup or a Taylor, which I think are going to be popular in cash game plays, even though it doesn't sound like either of us are going that direction. I, I, I do think there's, there's going to be a lot of people that go that route. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of, of 
the opportunity cost to me is too much. Probably, I, I mean, I haven't built a roster yet, but I'm I'm just guessing based on how it feels to spend what is seventeen percent, seventeen thirty thirty five percent of your roster uh, salary is going to be spent on Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup in cash, which means that you've got to then go dumpster diving too many places, and um, you know the likelihood that these guys like Cole Komet and Zay Jones um, <clears throat> finish poorly is high. One of them is, is likely to do that. I mean, the, the likelihood that they both come out with 15 point games is, is quite slim. So um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I think Cole Komet is the guy there. Um, you know, if you can get there, uh, maybe a compromise is Dallas uh, Goddard at 5,100. Um, he did not have a great week last week. Um, but prior to that, he had a couple, um, you know, back-to-back games, six catches, 105 yards, two touchdowns, and then he followed that up with a seven-catch, 135-yard uh, game. He's, um, I think, uh, maybe, I was, I was going to say without question, maybe there is question, but he's one of the better receivers there in, in Philadelphia, and you've already talked about some uh, questions in the backfield there. They get inside the red zone. Maybe he's the guy. Um, I, I think, you know, that's that's probably the way I'm going is, is Cole Komet or um, Goddard if I can get there. Uh, for GPPs, you know, guys like Jared Cook, he's 3,700. Um, if Parnum is not back, do you know if Parnum is back? Uh, keep talking. I can look yeah. it up. If uh, Donald Parman's not back from that uh, really um, devastating concussion he had a few weeks ago, um, Jared Cook is, is certainly a guy that I would be interested in for uh, GPPs. Um, last week, I don't know, last week he had uh, three catches for 44 yards, and he had a couple um, that were, uh, I guess, vultured from him. And Steven Anderson and Trey McKitty actually had a few catches that week as well. Uh, but he's 3,700, and um, going up against uh, the Denver Broncos in a game that uh, that team absolutely needs to win. Um, do you know if – did you find it yet? No? It doesn't Pardon? sound like he's going to be. Okay. So then that, that – I think that ups the case for him. He's uh, right now I've got him about uh, 10% likely to reach GPP value, which um, as I'm looking at this, the highest um, rated um, tight end this week is, is actually Cole Komet at 13%. So there's only, there's only four guys above 10% likely to reach GPP value. Those are Cole Komet in order, Cole Komet, CJ uh, Uzama, Foster Moreau and Jared Cook. Um, outside of that, it's, uh, it's slim pickings. I think where, from a game strategy perspective, though, and and I know you you just have a you know professed love for Mark Andrews, but I think there's real value in spending up at this position this week from a game pers- uh, game strategy perspective. George Kittle, seventy one hundred. He's probably not going to find his way onto five percent of rosters. Um, Rob Gronkowski, I think, is going to be pretty popular. So. Um, if you're spending up, I think I probably avoid him for what it's worth. Um, and, uh, who, who else is available? Oh yeah. Travis Kelsey is going to be another guy. He's uh, 7,300 and going to, I don't know where you've got him on rosters, but, uh, I, I have him at six, six. Yeah. And when can you get Travis Kelsey at less than 10%? Um, you know, so you get Mark Andrews at four. So just play Mark. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I my love is Mark Andrews. Let me clarify without Lamar Jackson. If if Lamar Jackson plays, do not go anywhere near 
Mark Andrews. Um, he holds him back too much. Well, I think you're, you'll get what you wanted um, because he. <clears throat> I saw before we went live today that he's not practicing again today, so I can't see him playing this weekend. Okay. So let's jump into defenses. Um, I think there's a couple defenses that are interesting. I'm starting with the Bears at 3,200 going against Jake Fromm. I mean, I he, he threw for 25 yards in a quarter or in a half. He played into the third quarter and threw for 25 yards. The Bears are top five in sacks. That's the direction I'm going. I'm, I'm sort of forcing it this week. Um, I don't love ever paying above 3K, but to get the combination of Mike Glennon and, and Jake Fromm is, is too good to pass up. I, I think from a GPP perspective, I think there's going to be a, a decent amount of people that pay up for the Patriots this week, knowing that uh, Bill Belichick's history against, against rookie quarterbacks has been pretty strong. And then another defense that I like is, you know, the, the saints. Sure. Going up against Sam Darnold. Why not? But it's, it's, it's all the bears for me this week. I think that they, they, they come out and they have a big game. Um, in really what should be Matt Nagy's last game. Maybe maybe coaches week 18. Who knows? But I feel bad for you, Bears fans. I'm in Chicago and Matt Nagy is I've been there with Hugh Jackson. We'll just put it that way as a Browns fan. Yeah, I think you you hit most of the teams that I like as well. The the Bears are are right there. My top two, the Saints are are the number one defense on on my model this week. Um, the Bills are, are probably interesting against Atlanta at home. Um, I don't know what the weather, you know, that's that's one thing I think we should just, uh, you know, we're, we're getting ready to close up the show, but make sure you're paying attention to the weather on Sunday morning. Um, you know, I think last week I got a surprise uh, later in the day when I saw it was snowing in Seattle. Um, I, uh, I have to admit that I got a little lazy on Sunday morning and didn't check the weather. We're at that time of year where weather can impact games. And you've got uh, you've got an Atlanta Falcons team that that uh, plays inside a dome in uh, nice weather going up to Buffalo um, in January. So um, I think that that's a, a decent play as well. And you call the Patriots. So those are the um, the big ones uh, that that kind of jump off my list. Um, I think you know there is. I'll give you one GPP flyer, and that's the that same game that you said the the Bears and the. Giants. I like the Giants as well. Twenty eight hundred. Um, they they pop as a as a GPP candidate for me. Okay. So I don't have anything else, John. I don't know if you do, but um, I just want to wish everyone a, a happy New Year. Hopefully, you everyone had a good holiday season, and we will be back for Week eighteen for our final show of the year. Um, Dan and Phil will be rejoining us. So for John um, and myself i guess we uh wish you a happy new year and hope everyone stays safe for new year's don't drink and drive please uh you don't want to spend the uh, new year in a jail cell so i say that every year because i know too many people that have made bad decisions and ruined their lives so if it impacts one person it, it does it does certainly help so um with that we will see everyone next week